Deutsche Welle. Learning by ear. Listen up. Shape your future. Thanks for tuning in to Crime Fighters, Drugs to Cure, Drugs to Kill by Mukoma Wangugi. This is the eighth and final episode, Surviving the Mountaintop. The investigations into Peter's death have led the detectives into the murky world of fake drugs where very powerful people have been making huge amounts of money. Before taking his own life, Peter's father told the detectives that the president of Ketagu had ordered Peter's death. The president's personal doctor, Kamkuta, has a score to settle with him. So he provided evidence of the president's involvement in the counterfeit drug trade. Kamkuta also arranged for Detective Kalumba and his colleague Salamisha to have an audience with President Gomobo. It took us almost an hour to get through the security to go and see the president. We'd never been to the status before and the elegant surroundings made me very conscious of my cheap suit and shoes. Even Salamisha seemed less confident than usual. I started to feel really nervous when we were disarmed. No one carrying a loaded gun gets to see the president, unless they're part of a security detail. So we were feeling small, intimidated and vulnerable as we entered the magnificent office where President Gomobo was seated at his desk, sipping whiskey. He offered us both a glass, and of course we couldn't say no. Thank you, Mr. President. What can I do for you, detectives? I'm afraid there's no easy way to bring this up. That's why I gave you the drink, for courage. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, Mr. President, your name has come up in the course of our investigations. A young man by the name Peter was murdered with cyanide. It was carefully packaged in capsules that were switched with his regular medicine. Yes, I'm aware of the epidemic of counterfeit drugs. I've been working very closely with the Minister of Health on this. Yes, uh, well, you see, his name came up too. After Peter was murdered, one of Baba Peter's employees, Fuma, was going to give us some information. But he was killed before he was able to do so. The bar where he was killed turned out to be owned by Malinya, a brother to your own personal doctor, Kamkuta. Ah, yes, I see where you are going. I've heard that uh, Baba Peter killed himself. Very sad. It's the guilt, you see. The conscience can be your own worst enemy. But come, I don't want to waste your time. You know how they say time is money? Here is a check for 500,000 Ketago shillings. How does police chief and uh, deputy police chief sound to you? In two or three years? We would make a good team, I think. I need people like you by my side. Mr. President, we want the truth. That's all. And when we have the truth, we want justice. You already have the truth. The question is, what are you going to do with it? All those people who've died after buying fake medicines, and Peter and our colleague Chokbank, not even 10 million Kitagu shillings. You are both intelligent people. You know how this works. I am the president of Ketagu. I have all the power, and I have the money to implement it. You are my employees. You can either be rich or dead. The choice is yours. I think we're done here, Kalumba. <laughs> Where do you think you are going? Not everyone in the judiciary is corrupt, Mr. President. And the others in Parliament will be happy to expose you. I'll give you an alternative. Shut down the fake medicine cartel and resign. 
You'll get to keep your name and your money. <laughs> My dear detectives, <laughs> it seems you chose the wrong career. You should have been in comedy. Remember the story of David and Goliath? I control both of them. See yourselves out. Salamisha and I had no choice. We knew the president would come after us. We just didn't expect it to happen so soon. They ambushed us just after we left State House. We were lucky to survive. Both of us were wounded, but we couldn't go to the hospital. They would have got us there too. Instead, we drove our bullet-riddled car straight to the independently-owned Kitago People's Choice TV station. The only way would be safe was if the public knew what was going on. The president's security detail didn't take my phone, so I'd been able to secretly record our conversation with the president. Salamisha and I enjoyed our 15 minutes of fame as we were interviewed by all the major media, both national and international. And we weren't the only ones. One day later back at our office, we had Mary Jane on ready. Welcome to the show. With us in the studio today is a woman who would like to remain anonymous. Please tell our listeners why. Well, I own a pharmacy, and a while ago I was approached by some drug dealers. They wanted me to sell fake medicines. I turned them down and I almost paid with my life. You must have had your reasons for being so brave. It's simple. I became a pharmacist to help sick people, and fake drugs are dangerous. Could you please explain to our listeners how a medicine might be fake? There are lots of possibilities. For example, a piece of chalk might be shaped into a pill and made to look exactly like real medicine. But of course a piece of chalk isn't going to help the sick person at all. Or sometimes there might be a small amount of medicine in the pills, but not enough. And what are the risks involved when someone takes counterfeit medicine? It might have no effect at all, so the health of the sick person doesn't improve. But counterfeit medicine can also make the patient even sicker or make his body resistant to the real medicine, and that makes the illness harder to treat. Some people even die from taking fake medicines. So what can people do if they want to be sure that the medicine they buy is genuine? Anyone who wants to be sure has to buy his medicine from a licensed pharmacy. In some countries, it's also possible to send a text message to check whether the drug is genuine. How does that work? The package has a label you can scratch off. There's a code underneath and you can send a free text message with this code to the company that maintains the system. You'll then get an immediate answer telling you whether the drug is genuine or not. I see. Interesting. Thank you. So, as we've just heard from our guests, there are things we can do to protect ourselves. But there's still a lot that needs to be done on a global level. Better drug legislation, for example, and higher penalties for producing and distributing counterfeit medicine. Stay tuned to hear more about this after the news. The revelation that the president is involved in the counterfeit medicine trade has sparked massive demonstrations right across the country. University students were the first to take to the streets and their teachers quickly joined them. Fake pharmacies have started shutting down and many... Well, we've certainly had an effect. Hmm? I think we can say our brother Chalkbank has been avenged. Yes, we've got justice for him and Peter. Now they can rest in peace. We should go see Mama Peter. Tell her it's all over. Tell her everything. Yeah, perhaps she'll find comfort in knowing the truth. When you arrived at Mama Peter's shortly after her husband's funeral, 
she was surrounded by mourners, all dressed in black. And there, standing right at her side, was the preacher. I tried to reach her, but the preacher ushered her into the crowd of mourners. Right before she disappeared into the sea of tears, she turned back to look at me and smiled, a triumphant smile. And suddenly the possibility struck me. Was she letting me know with a nod and a wink that she was faking her mourning? That it was her all along? That she killed her son, Peter, and everyone else? It made sense. With the president and the minister out of the way, she was now in control of the drug empire, and she'd inherited all of the wealth. Her husband and son were dead. Greed, violence, death, money, power, and for what? Just so she could continue making more money, acquiring more power, and killing the sick and vulnerable? Yet I couldn't say for sure it was her. We'd won the first battle, but the war was far from over. Salamisha and I still had plenty of work to do. So it looks as if Kalumba and Salamisha will be busy for a long time yet. That's it from us though for this series. Drugs to Cure, Drugs to Kill. It was written by Mukoma Wangugi. You can find all the episodes on our website dw.com slash crimefighters and on Facebook. Goodbye.